it's no surprise that there are only six weeks left in this year. However, every year it seems to sneak up on us faster and faster as we wrap up all of the craziness that is the fall season and begin to head into the next craziness, the holidays. On this episode of the Success Beyond Lens podcast, I'm going to be talking about how to complete a business audit for your last year so that you can better prepare for your next year. I am really excited about the content in this episode, and I hope you find it as valuable as I did. Hey, y'all. Thank you for listening to the Success Beyond the Lens podcast. If you're a photographer looking to grow your business without feeling tied to your computer, then this is the space for you. In this season, we're tackling the nitty gritty of running an organized and successful photography business. So grab your AirPods, your favorite note-taking tools, and let's get your photography business working for you. All right, we are six weeks left in 2021, and... You are probably in one of two camps at this point. You are either desperately looking forward to a break and not planning on touching your business for the next like six weeks, or you are looking to begin planning ahead for 2022. Now, there's nothing wrong with either of these camps. I am definitely a plan ahead type of person if you haven't gathered that already. However, fall season is crazy for every single photographer. This fall season was even more crazy because of everything from 2020 coming into 2021. And just kind of juggling everything as the world gets semi back to normal or as normal as it's going to be for the foreseeable future. So if you need to take the next you know, few weeks, month of December off, I actually a couple of our clients are doing that. A few of our clients are doing that. That is totally fine. And you can pin this episode to tackle it in January when you're ready to start planning for 2022. However, today's episode, I'm really going to focus on helping you all audit your business so that you can better prepare for your next year in business. Now, if you are a photographer who is not throwing in the towel because this year has kicked your butt, congratulations. Thank you for still being here. Um, however, if you're kind of sitting on the edge of like, I don't know if I can do this again. I don't know if I want to be in photography next year. Then you are going to get just as much, if not more, out of this episode than someone who is just happy to be planning for another year of photography. All right, the first thing I want you to do is I want you to grab a pen and paper and I want you to kind of brain dump what feelings, words you would associate with this year in photography. Now, for me, if I was doing this for my business, I would pick growth, overwhelm, excitement, teamwork, team building, momentum. I'm sure there's more in there. But those are the kinds of feelings and words I would associate for this year in business. So I want you to kind of take a few minutes. If you are driving or if you're doing the dishes or laundry or something, just think of some words that you would associate with this year instead of writing them down. You can totally do this exercise later if you want to wait and write this down. Okay. So when you think on those words, like one of the words I would use was overwhelm. So I would look at this and be like, okay, I need to ask myself some questions on why was there overwhelm and how can I mitigate it 
next year. Okay, so if your words are disorganized, overwhelmed, overbooked, we'll focus on those three, then you want to figure out, okay, why was I disorganized? Why was I overbooked? Why was I overwhelmed? And honestly, if you had any, if you had those words overbooked or underorganized or disorganized, then that's probably why you were overwhelmed. It's very difficult to not become overwhelmed with responsibilities when you're overbooked and not organized. Okay, so I want you to think on those words. If there's other words in there, if there's anxious, if there's excitement, if there's joy, growth, momentum. Those types of words, those are all positive. So let you, I, we'll get to those in a minute. I don't want to focus just on the negative, but I do. The negative is where the audit really comes into play on how to fix things. The positive is what we're going to try and focus creating more of, okay? So let's focus on some of the negative. So disorganized, overwhelmed, overbooked, anxious, those things. Let's dive into why those are the words are some of the words that you've chosen for 2021. If you are disorganized, why were you disorganized? Is it a lack of systems? Is it because you don't have a system in place? You're just emailing people or you're emailing people and Facebook booking people and texting people and maybe Instagramming people like that gets insane real fast. Okay. If you have a system like Dubsado or HoneyBook, or even a Google Sheet process. If you have that system in place and you still feel unorganized, then you need to ask yourself, okay, what about this system isn't working? Am I not checking in on it regularly? Did I not set it up correctly? Did my business change in a way that it's no longer conducive to how I was using the system, okay? If you were relying on a Google Sheet to put information in and put photo shoot dates in, that kind of thing and a checkbox system, if you're not regularly going to that spreadsheet and updating it, then it's going to quickly become just a forgotten mess of maybe photo shoots and maybe you added them to the spreadsheet, maybe you didn't, but it quickly becomes unorganized. It can happen just as easily in HoneyBook or Dubsado if it's not managed properly. So if you don't have workflows in place, if you don't have a way for this system to kind of regulate itself through automation and workflows, then that can just as quickly become an information dump and just a more expensive information dump because you're paying $30 or $40 a month for it or, you know, $350, $400 a year for it. Okay, so... If you have that type of system in place and you still feel unorganized, I want you to take some time and figure out why do I still feel unorganized even though I have these systems? Is it because you didn't take the time to update it? Do you need new workflows? Do the workflows you have not currently work? Did you pivot your business in the middle of the year and did it take time to transition that into the back end of the business? Once you have the answer to those questions, then you can say, okay, these are the steps that I need to take in order to not have this happen next year, okay? So if your answer to these questions is, are, yes, I have the system, but my system isn't organized, then you can decide, okay, one of two things. Either one, I'm going to block out time every week in January, say four hours a week, to learn and implement 
workflows and automations in Dubsado or Honey or whatever system you use. I, I say Dubsado and HoneyBook because that's what our team uses and that's what our clients use. So I'm going to take four hours each week in January so that I can learn the system and then implement the system. Both systems have fantastic resources to get you up and going, okay? So that can be your option number one. Learn the system, implement the system yourself. It's more time consuming. You're gonna spend a lot more time doing the things there may be, there will be mistakes made along the way. You'll have to learn how to not repeat the most those mistakes, that kind of thing. Number two is to hire someone else to do the setup for you. Now, this is something I have talked extensively about on this podcast because it's something that we've been doing for over three years. So we know how to do setups for photographers and we tailor it for every photographer that that comes into our into our system. All right, so you can hire somebody to do it. Now, if you decide to go the hiring route, there's some things you need to know or some things you need to be aware of when you go to hire somebody. One, I highly recommend working with a setup person who works specifically with your industry. Now, I have a photography podcast, so it makes sense that more photographers are on here than anything. But if you're a different creative business, then you wanna see if there's somebody out there who is in your niche. Whether it's wedding planning, a florist, a wedding planner, we can set those systems up, but they're not going to be as fantastic, possibly, as someone who is specific in that niche. I make suggestions specifically for running photography businesses efficiently while up-leveling a client experience, okay? That is our specialty. That is what we do for photographers. So when we come into a new system, I know things about a photography business and what clients want from their photographers in a way that allows us to easily replicate it for each of our clients. Now, that doesn't mean it's cookie cutter. I listen to what our clients need and I'm able to create a process that makes sense for them and their business while up-leveling their client's experience with their brand. So, Your first step, see if you can find someone that does a setup in your niche. The next step, you wanna be sure that you're working with somebody who has a good reputation, good reviews, testimonials, that kind of thing. And you also wanna find someone who is willing to teach you how to use the system. Even if the system is 100% set up for you, it's still going to require you to learn how to use it. You're still going to need to know how to send a workflow, how to tweak a workflow, how to update an email, how to change a proposal, those kinds of things. It's still your business to run and manage. So even if somebody goes in and sets it up for you, you're still going to want to make sure that that person is going to take the time with you as you learn it to create videos, allow you to ask questions, or allow you to make changes as you notice the systems working and you see, I thought I would want it this way, but I actually need it this way. We just tackled this with the setup last week where we had it set up where they could automatically schedule their appointments. And she realized, you know what? My life's just a little too much for that right now. I want to go back to having more control of the dates available. So we made that change for her. She also has plenty of training videos on how to do little things in her Dubsado so that she can manage it moving forward. 
This is imperative in whatever system you decide to have someone set up for you, whether it's Tave, 17 Hats, HoneyBook, Sprout Studio, Studio Ninja, anything. You want to be sure you're working with the setup person who is going to take the time to allow you to learn the system and be there to support you while you learn it. Now, I'm not saying they're going to be there forever unless you want to do some type of like ongoing retainer rate, but they should have a minimum of two weeks. I really like to see closer to 30 days. A month gives you a good handle on what your workflows are like, if they're triggering properly. Do you want to make any changes? What should those changes be? That kind of thing. So if you're going to hire somebody, hire someone that's niche specific if if possible. Hire somebody that has a good reputation and or reviews, testimonials. And three, hire somebody who who is going to be willing to work with you as you learn the system, who's going to teach you how to learn the system. Okay? Now, if you, if your word was overbooked, let's take a look at that. Why were you overbooked? If you were overbooked because you kept saying yes, then there's some other issues that you're likely going to have to dive into there. You have to be comfortable telling people no. And this can be a very foreign practice to most of us. Most of us, I don't know anyone who is fantastic or has never had a people-pleasing time in their life, okay? So if you are fighting against natural people-pleasing tendencies, then saying no is very foreign. There's also a level of, well, if I say no to this, then I'm saying no to the money that could be coming in from this. And having that type of scarcity mindset can also be a reason for you overbooking because you're always worried about where that next paycheck is coming from, where, who is going to be, you know, the next person you book. And those are scary things to deal with, okay? I'm not saying, I'm not making light of these issues. However, they can prevent you from finding a happy balance, or as Jamira talked about at the beginning of the season, a well-rounded life. If you're saying yes to too many things in your business, then you are saying no to things that you want to be doing in your personal life. Or you're saying yes to the wrong things in your business, And you're not able to say yes to the right things in your business. If you are already booked for a day and um, this amazing opportunity comes along and you're already booked, then you're not going to be able to do that opportunity. So you want to figure out, okay, what are my boundaries going to be? And you have to find a way to stick to those boundaries. If your boundaries are, I'm going to shoot Tuesday to Friday, that is it. Saturday and Sunday are for my family. Monday is my admin day. Tuesday to Friday, I am shooting the things. That sounds bad, but you know what I'm talking about. Okay, and I'm going to do a photo shoot in the morning. I can do sunrise sessions. If you have a studio space, you can do an afternoon session in the studio, and then you can do a sunset session in the evenings. So you still have the opportunity to do 12 shoots per week if you really wanted to. But that's going to help you have some time at home and have some time in your office. Now, I don't recommend anybody to have 12 shoots per week, just in my personal opinion. Okay, so saying your boundary. Okay, I want four shoots per week. I'm going to shoot Tuesday or Friday. So I can hear you question already. Well, people don't like to shoot during the weekdays. They want to shoot on the weekends. 
And I totally understand that obstacle. However, I've worked with plenty of clients that we only shoot on the weekdays and we stay booked for the weekdays. And that's for boudoir sessions, newborn sessions, family sessions, maternity sessions, branding photo shoots. People will make it happen if they want it. And if you are overbooked, then you already have the audience who's willing to invest in your product. They will make the adjustment to book their photo shoot when you are available. You don't need to be available outside of the time that works best for you simply to accommodate somebody else. If you're overbooked, let's say 20% of your clients aren't going to be willing to shoot during the weekdays. Then... The other 80% that are means that you're going to be hitting your goals without being overbooked while working when you want to work. Now, this is still an adjustment, and I totally understand that. You're still going to need to feel confident in not accepting weekend shoots. Or maybe you only shoot events and weddings on the weekends or big branding projects things that are going to be worth your time to say no to things in your personal life. A lot of the times we say no to things in our personal life because we think we have to be there for the business. We're supposed to be working to provide for our personal life, not just working all the time and not being able to enjoy your personal life outside of your business. Okay, so if you are overbooked, what boundaries can you put in place to help you avoid being overbooked in the future? Decide what are the, what are the days that you're going to shoot? What are the times you're going to shoot? Put a limit on how many shoots you'll do in a day. And once you've reached that limit, you're not going to squeeze one more person in. It's I shoot two sessions per day max. I've already hit my quota. Here are the next dates I'm available. Now, this is a little easier if you if you use a scheduler for your sessions. They're only going to see what's available on your schedule. So that can be super helpful. Or if you're at a point in your business where you can hire a virtual assistant, then having somebody else hold your boundaries is a lot easier than you holding your boundaries yourself. Trust me, I get it. I've been there too. It is a lot easier for me to tell my assistant, hey, would you tell this person I can't do it on this day? I actually need to do it on this day rather than me saying, hey, just kidding, can we, like, not meet at 6 p.m.? I'm like, yeah, sure, it's fine. And then they have to hear my kid and the dogs and my husband and trying to, like, make dinner and feed everybody. It's just, it's chaos. It is not a good experience for me or the client. And that's the other thing you have to keep in mind, too. When you book things, anything, a reveal session, a photo shoot, a planning session, outside of the boundaries that you've put in place, it's likely not going to be as good of an experience for that client too. When I book calls outside of my normal work hours, most of the time it's because the client has a, another full-time job and we can't do our call on, on their lunch break. So what ends up happening is they get normally a, a more tired Chen because my energy is completely depleted by like 6 p.m., so they get that version, and they also get the crazy at-home wife-mom version of me. They hear my son. They oftentimes see my son. They hear the dogs pitter-patting and barking, and it's fine, but it's not great. And I know as a business owner and you as a business owner, you want a client's experience to be great, not fine, right? Right? 
Okay. So we talked about disorganized. We talked about overbooked. Now let's talk about overwhelm. Why were you feeling overwhelmed? Is it because you were disorganized? It was If it was because you were overbooked, that is probably part of the reason. And if you fix those two things, you're likely not going to be as overwhelmed as you once were. Okay. However, I want to take it a step further. We need to go back to boundaries. If you were overwhelmed and you necessarily weren't overbooked, then we need to go into why were you overwhelmed? Did you say yes to too many things? This can look like yes to too many things in your personal life and your business. I know for me personally, I have been spread very thin over the last six weeks. We had a lot of things going on personally. We were planning for our son's birthday party. I was putting together Secret Santa for our big family get together. I've been planning a family shoot for 15 people. Holy guacamole. I that's been insane. Uh, we've been planning a big family get together for Thanksgiving, and I've been helping put together the menu for that. We have my son's birthday coming up, so that's been a whole thing. We had a horse pass a couple weeks ago, so that was a whole thing. Like I've spread <laughs> so thin right now that I am overwhelmed, even though I'm not overbooked. So I've had to figure out, okay, what are some things that I can delegate so that I'm not overwhelmed and I can give some things to someone else to take care of so that I'm not having a panic attack on my couch on a Sunday at 7 p.m. That's what I'm, you know, speaking from experience. Okay, so if you were overwhelmed and not overbooked, let's talk about it. Were you overwhelmed because there's too much going on personally? If that is a yes, what can you delegate? Can you hire a cleaning team? Can you carpool if it's kid stuff? Like if you if they're in a lot of extracurriculars or trying to get them to school right after a sunrise photo shoot, like that's a lot. Can you delegate to someone else to manage that piece of it? Or can you take a break from sunrise photo shoots? If you are overwhelmed and not overbooked, taking a look at your business and seeing what can you outsource? Is it editing that has you overwhelmed? Can you outsource that? Is it blogging or marketing that's that's overwhelming you? Can you outsource it? Or y'all, this is going to be crazy. You can take a break. I know. I hear the gasps. But you can take a break. Take a month off from blogging. It's totally fine. I took a month off from podcasting. You guys are still here. And we're, we just have one of the best months that we've had in six months. It's totally fine to take a break and come back and refreshed so that you're not spread so thin. Take a look, do a inventory of the responsibilities in your life and figure out what can you delegate, what can you pause, and what can you get rid of. And then... See if that's something you can do the next busy season. You're going to be in a similar position come March to May as you get ready for spring sessions and wedding season and all of the things. So if you can come up with a list of responsibilities and figure out what can you delegate, what can you get rid of, and what can you pause, you can go into March saying, okay, for the last three months, I took grocery shopping and meal planning back over. However, I'm getting ready to enter my busy season. You can talk to your partner and say, I need you to take over meal planning and grocery shopping for the next, however long your busy season is, six months. If they can't, or if you don't have a partner to delegate that to, if you're in your busy season, 
See if you can't sign up for something like, what are those meal boxes? I can't think of any of them. HelloFresh. Okay, so instead of, if meal planning and grocery shopping is one of the things that overwhelms you, then see how can you delegate that. I know here in town, we actually have a option where I can order meal plans from a business here in town. And that saves me a ton of time. I have all of my lunches planned for the weeks. And sometimes I even have breakfast. So I only have to think about dinner. Look into those types of options for you. Figure out what's overwhelming you. Figuring out what you can do to plan for it not to overwhelm you in your next busy season. So you can have those conversations ahead of time. Okay, so now we've tackled some of the negative thoughts and feelings over 2021. We're auditing the business. We're figuring out what's causing us to feel unorganized, figuring out what's causing us to feel overwhelmed, figuring out what's causing us to be overbooked and putting things in place to help you conquer each of those things. Now, what I want you to consider, if you had positive thoughts, feelings, and words for 2021, growth, momentum, excitement, joy, those types of things. If you have those words on your list too, then I want you to figure out what were the things in your business or your life that have those words and feelings attached to them. What you're going to do is, okay, I had a lot of growth this year. That was because I added on branding photo shoots. I really love branding photo shoots. They brought me a lot of joy. So if you're overwhelmed or overbooked with weddings, but you really loved brand photo shoots, then what I would challenge is if you normally book 25 weddings in a year, do five less, nothing crazy, but five less, and plan on replacing those five weddings with five branding photo shoots. Now, obviously, the prices can be very different here. So you need to determine, will it bring you more joy if you did 10 branding shoots versus five weddings? If the answer is yes, then do 20 weddings and 10 branding shoots. This will allow you to begin to see, okay, this is where I found a lot of growth and joy in 2021. Let me test and see if that trend continues in 2022. So again, you're going to have to go back to those hard boundaries. If you're only going to have 20 weddings for 2022 and you're going to do 10 branding photo shoots, you have to sit down with the calendar and say, okay, here are the dates I can do brand shoots. Here are the dates that I can do weddings. Here are the weddings I'm already booked for next year and figure out how you can make it happen. The whole point is continue to grow your business while experiencing joy. That is the first thing I want you to do is pinpointing where did those positive words and feelings come from? Did you add a new service? Did you add a course? Did you start mentoring? Did you just take less bookings and that's where your joy came from? If you took less bookings and you found joy, but you still loved the bookings that you did, then plan on keeping your bookings the same, but raising your price. There's nothing wrong with doing, quote unquote, just 20 weddings a year or just, I'm using just very like loosely here, 20 brand shoots a year. If that is what's going to make you happy, if that's what's going to allow you to live a well-rounded life, then figure out a way to make that work. Raise your prices 
If you are already hitting those goals or if you were overbooked by raising your prices, you're going to be fine. I know it's scary, but you will be fine. Raise the prices, focus on hitting that number, and then celebrate the freaking heck out of it when you hit that number. Okay, the other thing I want you to consider when you're thinking about these positive thoughts and feelings about 2021, if there were things personally that added to those positive thoughts and feelings, try to figure out ways to do more of those things. For me, I rode my horses more in 2021 than I have in previous years, and it brought me a lot of joy. I bought a chill, calm, it's not that calm, but he's like the perfect like pace for me right now, horse, and he's been phenomenal. He brings me so much joy, and I found more time to ride. My son is riding a little bit now, and it's honestly one of my favorite things. So I'm trying to figure out, okay, what are the things that I can kind of shift in 2022 to allow me to ride more? It's the same thing with you. If you've done, I don't know, an adult volleyball team and you loved it, how can you shift your schedule so that you can do more of it? If you started painting, how can you shift your schedule to do more painting? Figure out a way, and it all goes back to creating and holding those boundaries that we talked about. Figure out a way to do the things that you are finding joy in, in your business and outside of your business. So when you audit 2021, doing this word dump, figuring out the things that you disliked and you loved about your business and your life in 2021 allows you to plan for a better year in 2022. That is why I so highly encourage you to do this audit. Now, this is very like in your feelings type of audit. There are definitely other things to do. So I'm going to run down like some business things that I want you to audit when you're thinking about planning for a better 2022. The first thing I want you to consider is looking at your expenses. Are your expenses making sense? Are all the subscriptions that you are paying for, are you actively using them? Actively, okay? If you aren't actively using one of the subscriptions, then get rid of it. And you're like, but, 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 but I might one day. Well, if you need it one day, then you can resubscribe to it at that time. That's going to save you so much more money than just paying $20 or $25 a month for a year for something that you might use. That's $200 and something dollars. $240? I don't do math, y'all. That's a significant amount of money. (laughs) So get rid of the subscriptions you're not actively using. The next thing, are there other expenses that you can cut, eliminate, figure out how to better take care of? The next thing I want you to consider when you're auditing your business is, are there things that I'm doing in my business that I could delegate in order to make more money? Now, obviously, there's going to be a a flip of expenses here, right? You're going to hire somebody to do something, but you're getting time back in return. So if you are the owner of the company, let's say, just for sake, like, just for easy math sake, because again, I don't do math. Your worth, quote unquote, is $100 an hour. If it takes you three hours to write a blog, that is $300 that you are, quote unquote, spending to write a blog. 
Maybe it doesn't come naturally to you. Maybe you don't like it. Maybe you put it off and it's just like this whole thing and it's a pain in the butt and you don't, whatever. However, if you pay somebody else, let's say $300 to write you four blogs, then you're getting that three hours back per blog. So nine hours back for the same amount of money that you would quote unquote be spending if you wrote one blog. So that's how you have to take a look at some of the tasks in your business. Are you spending more time on a task when you could be getting that time back to make more money? If you delegate your blogs to somebody who can write a blog in an hour and they're able to do three blogs in for $300, then you're getting that time back. Even though you're spending that money, you're getting your return on investment by almost threefold. So you have to take a look at what other tasks in your business or what tasks in your business apply to that. Is it editing? Is it blogging? Pinterest marketing? Social media marketing? Email management? You can take a look at all of the tasks in your business and figure out where can I step away so that I can focus on things that I actually love to do. One of our clients this year, she ended up, I've been working with her for, I don't know, three years now, I think. And one of the things that she was able to do this year because I took over more responsibilities in her business was she created an in-depth course for her niche. She was able to create this incredible product that is going to make her a significant amount of money because I was managing her emails and managing the photo shoots. Okay, so that is going to be a shift. She traded in the time that she would normally spend organizing these things in order to spend the time to create a course that's going to make her more money than she would make answering emails. So you have to take a look at those types of things and figure out what's going to make the most sense for your business. That's the other thing you need to audit outside of like, you know, fuzzy feelings. I love fuzzy feelings. That's why we spent 30 minutes on it. But we do have to talk about the business side of things. And in order to continue to grow your business efficiently, you have to start figuring out, okay, if I'm going to grow, I need somebody to help me grow. I know very few solopreneurs who run six-figure businesses. Not saying it can be done, but you can run a six-figure or multi-six-figure business more efficiently when you have a team supporting you in whatever way that looks like. So audit your business. Figure out what you like. Figure out what you dislike. Make those changes. Figure out what you can save in subscriptions and expenses. And then figure out a way to make more money by getting your time back, by delegating tasks you don't want to do, you don't like to do, or you aren't good at. After you do this audit, the next step is to create a plan for 2022. If you are going to do more brand shoots, then put a plan on how you're going to do more brand shoots. You're going to have to market it. You're going to have to feature the shoots, the brand shoots you've already done. If you are going to switch your photo shoot schedule from any day of the week to Tuesday to Friday, put it on your calendar. Block your calendar. Photo shoots, Tuesday to Friday. Boom. Saturday, Sunday, family time. Monday, admin day. Plan ahead. Then make notes of the subscriptions you've gotten rid of. 
whatever those subscriptions are, so that you can know when uh, the next shiny object pops up next year. Like, ooh, I had a subscription sim similar to this and I didn't use it. So let me not waste my time this time. And when you come up into the busy season, be like, okay, these are the three things in my personal life that overwhelm me. Meal planning and grocery shopping, cleaning the toilets once a week, taking my dog to the groomer. I don't know. These are the three things that I'm going to delegate to my partner or hire somebody for so that I don't have to worry about it. It takes the mental load off of me. It takes the physical load off of me. And finally, knowing what tasks you want to delegate in your business so that as you delegate tasks, your business is going to grow. So as your business grows, you can delegate other tasks. If you know you want to start off with blogging, start off with blogging and then create a list. What are the things in order that I want to delegate next? Is it marketing? Is it email management? Is it hiring somebody to put my systems in place? The more you delegate, the more time you'll get back, the more your business will grow, the more you can delegate. It's a lovely symbiotic circle. That is all I have for you guys this week. This was probably one of the longest episodes on here. So I hope you got all of the incredible nuggets out of this. And all of the show notes are available for you so that you can come back and kind of pop around where it makes the most sense for you and your business. I hope you guys have a great day and a great Thanksgiving week. Uh, just a quick reminder, we have this week's episode and then next week's episode, and then we're going to be on a month-long break for the holidays, and we will be coming back in January for season two. I hope you guys have a great day, and I'll talk to you soon. Well, that wraps us up for this week. Thank you so much for joining on this episode of the Success Beyond Lens podcast. If you are loving our content, it would mean the world to me if you subscribe to our channel or left us a review. You can always hang out with me on the gram at Success Beyond the Lens. Hope to see you guys next week.